0: In the earlier part, we spoke about the circle of competence and we also looked at how to use various screeners to narrow down the list of stocks for further research. Now these are two important concepts because understand that there are around 2800 companies listed in the Indian stock markets. If you belong to the US market, then there will be around 27000 companies listed. So it is humanly impossible to research every company. So by using a circle of competence concept and ways to screen stocks, you will bring that huge list to a more manageable number. Now let's say that you have identified around 10 industries that you would like to do further research and let's say that in every industry there are around 10 to 12 companies. Then that still will leave you with around 100 to 120 companies. Now the problem in front of you is how to know which company is good and which company is bad. In this lesson, that is what we are going to talk about. We are going to talk about how to segregate businesses from gruesome to great. Now of course, as in all other lessons, we will seek the help of Mr. Warren Buffett. He says that there are only three kinds of businesses. First, great businesses. Second, good businesses. And third, gruesome businesses. Now it's very imperative for you to identify and invest only in great businesses and at the same time avoid gruesome businesses. If you follow this one particular advice religiously, it will save you a lot of trouble later on and help you avoid investment mistakes like investing in Suzlon, DLF, Deccan Chronicles, Kingfisher Airlines and many more. In 2007 letter to shareholders, Warren Buffett said that he looks for the companies that he first understands, second has favorable long-term economics, third, has able and trustworthy management, and fourth, has the sensible price tag. Now he typically likes to buy the whole business or the controlling stake, but you and I can't do that. He also says that if for some reason he is not able to buy the entire business, he also likes to become a part owner of that company by buying its shares in the stock market. Now this is what we can do and we should do. Now the important question. What is great business? Simply put, Warren Buffett calls them moated businesses. What is moat? It is basically a deep groove that kings used to create around the castle so that enemies won't be able to attack it easily. Now we already have used this term before. So you must be knowing by now that the moat in the financial world does the same thing and keeps the competition at bay. Moot is nothing but a competitive advantage of the company that makes it difficult for competitors to enter your turf. But it's not just a competitive advantage that is important, but the durability of that competitive advantage is more important. There is a company Morningstar founded by Pat Dorsey. He has written one wonderful book, The Little Book That Builds Wealth. And I recommend that everyone should definitely read this book. Now Morningstar has done extensive work on classifying these modes. And what they have done is that they have focused on this durability part of the competitive advantage of the companies. If they conclude that if the time duration for which the company is likely to enjoy its competitive advantage is less, then they will classify that company as a narrow mode company. Similarly, if their research concludes that the competitive advantage of a company is likely to last long then they will call it a wide-mode company. Going further, they concluded that investing in wide-mode companies yields better returns than investing in narrow-mode companies. The question that comes to our mind is why is investing in businesses having competitive advantage so important? The reason lies in the capitalism of the world. So, in the capitalist society, whenever any company starts making extraordinary profits, competitors swoop in and try to get market share away from that company and start making money for themselves. For example, to compete, they will try to reduce the prices. Now, if there is no product differentiation as such, the first company will also have to reduce the prices and will kill its profitability in the process. So, this way or that way, competitors will keep on assaulting the company. Therefore, the company must have some barriers or advantages that keep the competition at bay so when we talk about durability think whether the company will survive and thrive for the next 20 years now when i say company will last for 20 years one thing that will come to your mind is the impact of the technology and speed with which companies are being disrupted because of this technology and you will think whether it is possible for any company to survive for 20 years at all. Now, when we talk about technology and the impact of technology on companies, there are two important aspects that you need to keep in mind. 1. Certain products and services are simply going to become obsolete because of the technological advancements. Whereas, for the rest of the businesses, technology is merely changing the way the businesses are conducted. Example of the first case would be the demand for buggy whips vanishing after the rapid growth of the automobile industry. Another example would be the fast reduction in the demand for the Kodak camera rolls when mobile phones with built-in cameras were launched. In these cases, the demand for the products simply disappeared. This is one aspect of technology. The second aspect of the technology is how technology is changing the way the business is conducted. Tax filing can be a good example. So as tax filing softwares are becoming more sophisticated and tax structures becoming simpler with time, more and more people are using this automated tax filing software rather than paying chartered accountants to do the work. So the thing is the demand for the tax filing is still there, but the way it is being filed is changing and proportionately value is shifting from chartered accountants to companies providing the software. So when we are investing in companies, we must ask these two questions. First, whether the technology is rendering the product of the company completely obsolete? And second, whether the technology is merely changing the way the business is operated? First one is a definite sign of trouble. For the second case, if the company you are considering is proactively investing and aligning itself with the latest technologies to stay relevant in the market, then you don't have to worry. So coming back to companies that are likely to last for 20 years, look at these things. 1. Products that are desired by the market. 2. Products that have no close substitutes. And 3. Whether the company is able to charge as much as it wants for that particular product, that is, it is not subject to any price regulation. Now understand all these three points clearly. If the product is not desired then obviously there won't be much demand in the market for the product and the company won't make any meaningful revenues and consequently any profits. Secondly, if the company has many substitute products, customers will have an option of buying a substitute if it is available for a lower price. To stay relevant, the company will have to reduce the prices and again it won't be able to make a good amount of profits. And thirdly, If the company is not able to price its products as it wants, it won't be able to earn good profits. For example, any commoditized product, if some company decreases the prices by 10%, then the customer will obviously go to the second company. So now, to just stay relevant in the market, all other companies will also have to reduce the prices by 10%. And the moment that happens, their profitability will go down. So all these three points are necessary to ensure that companies actually making good amount of profits and earning good returns on invested capital. When I said look for the products that are desired by the market, there are few fundamental drives that make a product desirable or not. Here I am giving just the gist of those drives. You will find a detailed article on fundamental drives of human beings on my website rohitsavan.com. So these core fundamental drives of humans are first, the drive to acquire, second, the drive to bond, third, the drive to learn, fourth, the drive to defend, and fifth, the drive to feel. Now, if the products of the company that you are considering don't connect to any of the above drives, then the business won't have any chance to last long. Now, one more reason to invest only in high-quality companies having moats is its ability to withstand shocks caused by occasional wrong decisions by its management. The point is, mismanagement to a certain extent does not kill the high-quality company. A good example would be Coca-Cola. So back in 1985, Coca-Cola changed their 100-year-old successful formula and came up with a new Coke. This was a complete disaster. People simply didn't like the new product and Pepsi took full advantage of this blunder and increased its market share in this time period. Coca-Cola eventually switched back to its earlier brand. Now, the interesting thing to note is, even after this massive mistake in 1985, Coca-Cola continued to thrive later on and is still thriving today. The reason? Because it has a strong brand desired by the market, having no close substitute, and it can price its products the way it wants. It has an economic moat around it. Now you contrast this with any other ordinary, mediocre, gruesome business and one single mistake by the management will literally take the company down the drain. One important conclusion from the above discussion. You need to find these great companies now and keep the list ready. This is irrespective of whether those companies are available at good prices right now. When the stock price of these companies goes down due to an occasional mistake or general market slowdown you need to invest heavily in these companies. And once you do that, then just sit on those stocks patiently. This is a better approach than investing in even decently okay companies at attractive prices, which are not fairly likely to give you any extraordinary returns, as you will have to invest in many of such companies. And if you do that, you will also have to do a lot of incremental work to keep track of all those companies. Now, As we are speaking about great companies, let's also talk about how to identify and avoid gruesome businesses. Even though there are many reasons for a company to be gruesome, there is one particular type that you specifically need to be aware of. In 2007 letter, Warren Buffett gave a hint of these businesses. The crux of his advice was to look out for these three characteristics. Company growing rapidly or has the potential to grow rapidly, but for this growth, it is consuming more and more capital and throughout this phase and even after that the company is not making any profits. It is necessary for you to avoid such kind of businesses as markets like brokers generally sell these stories by giving you the illusion of rapid growth, huge profits and huge returns in a very small time frame. A good example of this particular case will be the airline industry. Now if you calculate The total economic return by the airline industry since the days of the Wright brothers is negative. So, from the capitalist perspective, the airline industry should be shut down. But of course, that doesn't happen and it is not desirable as well. But from the investment perspective, my advice is to avail their services but never invest in it. Fly through it but don't buy it. Apart from this specific case, also stay away from commoditized businesses these are the companies that don't really earn much profits to begin with. So there hardly would be any internally generated cash that can be deployed back in the business. And whatever small amount of money that these companies do make, inflation takes it away. So the problem with the gruesome business is that even good management can't do much to improve its business economics. This is why Warren Buffett has famously said that when a manager with a reputation for brilliance tackles a business with a reputation for bad economics, the reputation of the business remains intact. Let me give you his one more investment nugget to further push you towards great companies. He said, Time is the friend of the wonderful company, the enemy of the mediocre. So to recap what we learned today, few points that you need to keep in mind. Scale companies from gruesome to great. Avoid companies falling under gruesome and even occasionally good companies. Identify great companies and keep the list ready, invest in them when the price falls in your range, and then wait patiently to make enough returns. In the next part, we will dig deeper into high-quality companies and see different kinds of moated businesses and how you can spot them. Stay tuned.